Welcome to the God's Goodness Podcast, where our mission is to encourage as well as highlight God's goodness and modern day miracles. We are your hosts, Josh and Shelly Hankins. Today we have with us a very special guest from church. His name is Jeff Nuckles. He has an amazing story and where the Lord has brought him from and where he is now. Everyone needs to hear about the details because they're just amazing. So we're going to have him start us off with a little bit of prayer first. All right. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you and praise you for who you are, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Lord, I just thank you for Shelly and Josh, Father God, for this podcast where we can share what you've done in our lives and through our lives, God, that we could reach out to those that might be saying right now, is there a God? And can you help me, God? We're here to let you know that God is here for you. So we thank you and praise you, Jesus, for dying on a cross, for the remission of our sins. And we thank you, Lord, that we are able to be extensions, Father God, of the goodness that you have. We thank you for your grace and mercy and that your mercies that are new every morning. So I thank you, God, for what you're about to do, innocent through us. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. So I'm asking all my guests to share like what the Holy Spirit has led them to. So I'll let you take it from here. All right. Well, we just, uh, first of all, I said, I do thank God that I'm here. I thank God for both of you that you're having this broadcast because there are so many lost and hurting people. I thank God for my wife that's next to me here, who's always been by my side. We've been married for almost 30 years now. And, uh, we thank God for that, and it was funny, Josh was talking about, what was that word you guys use when you guys have a little bit of a argument of thing or something going on? I said, well, we have a little intense fellowships, you know? I love that. But we thank God, you know, for what He's taken us from and uh, where we're at right now. And I thank God for what He's done in my life. When I was growing up, the only time I saw or went to church was on Easter, you know? We went to a denomination that... Uh, Basically, my dad just says, we'll go on Easter and we're good to go, basically. And I was up to, I was about eight or nine years old, and then there was really nothing of God after that. And I'm not going to speed it up a little bit uh, to a point where my father passed away. I was 28 years old. My dad was only 50 years old. He had a heart attack, and mm-hmm. he passed away. And so I was basically the, the head of the house at the time, and it was just my mom, and there was no insurance. And anything like that. So I lived with her to help take care of the the means of the house, so to speak. And I remember I was working a job and uh, I was just by myself on this job up in Swickley and I was going through a lot of things. And and I just happened to remember someone saying one time about, you know, you just need to cast your cares upon God, which is actually the scripture, 1 Peter 5, 7. So I'm alone in this house and I just said, uh, basically what my mom said in the podcast, God, if you're real, you know, I need your help right now. I'm casting all my cares on you. I'm going through things in life, and, uh, you know, I'm really struggling. And here, this was back in when they had the beeper days. It wasn't cell phones. It was a beeper. And just when I just got done praying, my beeper goes off. And there's a number on there. And I believe the number was 412-835-4040. And so I called the number. And here, hello, she said, is this Jack? And I said, no, my name's Jeff. And I says, well, who is this? She says, well, this is Barb Cicero from Hill Christian School, South Hills Assembly of God. I had no ties to the church. I wasn't going to any church or anything like that. And their number comes across my beeper at a time when I just said, God, if you're real, I need, you know, help. So not knowing that 
that's a confirmation from God, but I thought, hmm, maybe I'm going to show up this Sunday at South Hills Assembly. So to speed up a little bit more, I, I go, and I'm just blessed by what's going on there. And I happened to be sitting next to a fellow, and uh, he liked to golf, and we started golfing, and as guys talk, I, he said to me, he says, is there any women at church that, you know, kind of catch your eye, you know, guy talk? And uh, I said, there's this one lady, she's all the way up in the front, and I understand there's over 500 people in the church. I'm all in the back with this gentleman, and I just said, there's this one lady up front, her hands are always up there praising the Lord, her hands are up there. I said, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like attracted to her hands because I've never really seen her, you know. But that's the anointing of God. I, the Bible says our steps are order of the Lord. And God strategically placed this man in my pathway, to, you know. And so anyhow, he goes, I drive her home on the van every Sunday. So long story short, we started dating. We dated 11 months. And let me say this, there was no uh, fornicating before we got married. And we got married, and God just did some amazing things. I mean, on our honeymoon, we went on a cruise, and uh, we're on a cruise. This is in 1994, and we get on a cruise, and, of course, we we turn on a TV, and they're chasing OJ and a Bronco. (laughs) But anyhow, we get on a cruise, and we just got the regular flight. They gave us first class out of the blue. We get on, and we're supposed to be on a cruise ship. We're supposed to be have a little porthole on the second thing. Basically, all you see is water and waves. But here they upgrade us all the way to the top floor, a stateroom. And this was all God. It was all extra, you know. And God, because we, he honored that we wouldn't fornicate and that before marriage and those types of things. I just thank God for that. And the job I have now, I've had for over 30 years. You know, he opened the door up. And if you can look at my Bible, 1995, I need a new job. And here, God opened the door the next day for a new job. So if you just walk in obedience to God, and this isn't to say that I haven't fallen, you know, all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God, but I thank God for a scripture says in, in uh, John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I'm here to let anybody know that if you're going through a struggle and you feel that God isn't there, he's there. He said, I'll stick to you closer than a brother, Mm -hmm. you know. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I thank God for holding on to those scriptures because I know that he's there no matter what I've done, no matter how many times I've fallen. The thing is to get back up and know that God is there for you, you know. And I thank God for my my lovely wife. I said, we've almost been married almost 30 years, and God has just done some great, great things, you know. But I, I work construction in 2013. I had uh, some pains. I woke up with some pains, and I uh, told the wife, I said, I'm not going to be able to make church today, but I'm going to drive you to church. Mm-hmm. So I drove her and uh, to church, and I dropped her off. My son had already come to church another way, and this was down in Hazelwood. And I said, well, I'm going to go home. I don't feel good. Well, on the way home, there was a Rite Aid, and I thought, you know what? I really haven't gone to the, to the restroom. I'll say restroom or bathroom for like four days. And I thought, I'll take this, uh, you know, get something to help me. And uh, so I go home. This is Sunday right after I dropped her off. I try to go to the bathroom and nothing but blood come out. So, and it was red blood. I was bleeding. And so I called my son to get hold of my wife at church. And I says, hey, tell mom I'm driving myself to the hospital. So I drove to the hospital. and, And long story short, I had diverticulitis and it had perforated. And I had gone septic. And by the time my wife and pastor and everybody got there, they basically said that I had an hour to live. Hmm. 
and I uh, was jaundiced, and they had to do emergency surgery. I was on a table for seven hours. I had to take all my organs out. I ended up having to wear a colostomy bag for seven months. It was difficult. I've never been that way. I was always a healthy person, and here I was so frail, and, you know, I, I worked out all the time, and now I'm skinny and frail and all those types of things. And But God, you know, it was able to be reversed, you know, and it's just like anything in life, you know, there might be some dirt and, and things going on in your life, and you just feel dirty, but notice God can clean you up. It was something, when I wore that colostomy bag, I thought of, you know, all the junk that's in my body, but it comes out. Some people hold on to that bag of dirt or whatever, but realize that God has already cleansed you. He's made you whole. When you get saved, you're saved, you know? Mm -hmm. And the thing is just go through sanctification and know that God's still working on you. But every time I'd fill that bag up, you know, and then I get rid of it. But, mm -hmm. And then, but I knew, I was funny, I kind of done, he told me I had to wear at least six, seven months, you know? I counted how many times I'd have to change that bag, you know. And when it kept going down, I, I kept realizing that I'm going to be really clean, you know, to everything that, that's been hanging on the outside. And I'll never forget, I was working one time, and we were putting in racking, and uh, one of the decks caught the bag and ripped it off my body. <laughs> and my buddies just, like, were like, saw me take off. And I said, uh, and I come back a half hour later, and I explained what happened, you know. But that's how sin is. It causes a stench. It causes a smell and things. But know that God has cleaned you up. And whatever you're going through, God is there to clean you up. And finally, when I knew it was the last time that bag was going to hang on my body, and like the, the, the weight that's on your body and all those things, give it over to Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. He does care for you. The weight of the world and the things, all those things, God has already taken care of that. So when it was the last one and they could do the operation and do what they call the reversal, just like God does in anybody's life that's been in all types of sin and, and caught up in all kinds of mess. God, by His Son, through Jesus, through the blood of, uh, that He shed on the cross, is a reversal in your life. Today's a day where you can reverse things through the blood of Jesus Christ. So what they did, they reversed it, and they sewed me back up, and, and I was starting to feel great and all those types of things. And then forward to 2018, I fell... Uh, 12 feet off of a ladder. Actually, I was pulled off a ladder, and uh, they had to rush me to trauma. My buddy I was working with thought I died because he said, you weren't breathing, you turned blue, then all of a sudden you gasped. Well, it turned out that I had broken my back. I would fractured all the transverse process in my spine. I had broken four ribs, and from the fall, my intestines started to come through my belly button. Mm -hmm. I had a previous hernia that now turned into a grapefruit, so I had a broken back, I had four broken ribs, I had to get double hernia surgery, so what they had to do is they split my stomach back open again. I said, you know, might as well put a zipper there because you guys are just, <laughs> you know, keep going. <laughs> you take my organs out, you put them back in, now you, you know, you're doing it again. So they had to put what they call porcine in my stomach, which is like pigskin because I had ruptured all the, uh, the intestinal wall and all that type of thing. And then uh, they had to put mesh all in my groin. So now here's a fellow here who is ready to give God all the glory for what he's done in my life. I went from diverticulitis, colostomy bag, I had four broken ribs, I had broken my back, I had uh, broken all the transverse process, I have arthritis in my L1 to L5, I have a disprotrusion in my neck, I had double hernia surgery, 
Yet God laid on my heart to go back into the sport of long drive. Mm. Now, for you golfers out there, you know what that is. It's on ESPN and that. I hadn't done that in over 10 years because of all the affliction I had. And my only goal was that if God was going to use me, I would be able to have the platform where I could share what God did for me. And so I went back into the sport three years ago. And to the glory of God, with all those things, he healed my body. See, where workers caught wanted me to take a settlement, go on disability, and all those types of things. A lot of gets anybody that had to go on disability, I understand that. But God laid in my heart to go back to work, not sue my company or the other company where I fell, because I had a right that I could have done that, and I didn't do that. I chose to just trust God. So I went back into this sport. And I remember the first year, my wife said, because it costs money, you got to, to enter these events. And my wife said, if he doesn't win or get any money, she basically said to me, you need to hang it up. Oh, <laughs> well, she wasn't even able to come. We traveled to South Carolina. She wasn't able to come because she was sick. And I come back and here, actually, I finished second and I won some money. And she says, well, that was God. So for the last two years, to make a long story short, and let me reiterate, this is a broken back. This is diverticulitis. This is a colostomy bag. This is septicism. This is four broken ribs. This is broken back, double hernia surgery, and other issues. And But to the glory of God, I am now a two-time world champion. I'm a three-time runner-up. I just won two weeks ago, and uh, I actually won by uh, over 40 yards. And I give God all the glory. And of course, as soon as they put the mic, they want to talk about the grid and the wind and all those types of things. I said, look, I said, let me tell you something. I said, first of all, I says, I want to give Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, all the glory. And I said, I want to thank my sponsor, DeMarco Restorations in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I said, thank you, Dominic. And then I said, I just want to thank, you know, the other workers. And, that. and I just kept on. And I shared what God did in my life. And I'm telling you out there right now, if you are going through and you need a healing, trust God, because He is Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's a, he's a healer. It says, by your stripes, we are made whole. And so I, I just encourage anybody out there, know that God is in your life. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what affliction is, if you turn it over to God, He might not make you a world champion. That was my goal, to get to the platform that I could share the gospel. Thousands of people got to hear me say, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Where I go from now, I don't know. But I know one thing, that I am not afraid to share the gospel Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. And I Mm -hmm. thank God for you two here that allow me to share this just part of my testimony, what God's done. I thank God for Sawtill's Assembly of God, like my wife said. I thank God for my wife who's been at every one of these events. She was filming me at this one, you know. I could hear her out there. All the fans you could ever hear, you could, I could always hear my wife's voice, you know. All you men out there go, amen. I could hear my wife's no voice. No doubt. <laughs> I've heard her too. I No doubt. <laughs> amen. So I just do, once again, thank God for both of you. Allow me to share. There's uh, so many other testimonies, but uh, I just want to uh, just say that if you need healing, God's there. If you need salvation, God's there. Just ask God to uh, come into your life. Say, God, I ask for forgiveness of my sins. Change the things in me that I can't change. And he will. He will come because he is a friend. Mm-hmm. A that sticks way. closer than a brother. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about your 
analogy with the colostomy bag of cleaning out all the garbage that's in you and, and you were counting down the days of all the, the junk that was in you and all you had to do is change that bag and, and, and you were counting down the days that you didn't have it anymore. It reminds me that a lot of people run back to the colostomy bag because it's familiar. Yes. It's a safe place for them. And so you get these people that are in addiction, you get these people that are in ruts, these people that are in dire straits that, that cry for freedom. That the minute they have it, they feel free, they feel happy, they feel loved. And the moment adversity hits, instead of running to God who gave them that freedom, they run right back to the safety of the closet yes. back, to the safety of the cage, to the safety of the drugs, to the safety of whatever it is that they're afflicted with. And they forget because they're not mature in the faith yet. And I think a, a lot of people have that struggle. And I'm so glad that you referenced it as, you know, just dumping that out. Yes. And so I would encourage the listeners that don't hold on to your colostomy bag. <laughs> oh, it's, wow. it, it is it is smelly. It is, it is something you don't want to hold on to. Don't hold on to that cage. It's not, no matter how comfortable it is, no matter how good that you had the bedding in that cage, no matter how familiar the walls are, that's not the place where we're supposed to be. That Jesus died for more than just us to stay in the cage with the door unlocked right. that there's a whole world he wants us to go out to explore he wants us to go to his kingdom he wants us to be right where he is he wants to adopt us as his sons and daughters he wants us to go forth and, and tell other people that are in their cages about who he is and who his goodness is yes and i just love that i, I love that a lot of people don't even know the gospel right they think right. they do like, jesus loves you yes he does but that's not the gospel right the gospel is is you are a rebel against the most high god and you deserve death yes but god in his love, infinite wisdom, his manifold wisdom, has decided that he is going to choose love for you and send his only begotten son to die for you, that you do not have to suffer that fate, that he has died for you, that you may take on his mantle of righteousness. That is the very essence of the beginning of the gospel. And then Jesus loves you. And then Jesus will right. do that, right? It's not just about what Jesus will do for you. It's about what Jesus has already done for That's you. Right. Uh, That's right. That's right. That's right. He said it's finished mm -hmm. on a cross. He said it's finished. And we just have to believe that mm -hmm. the finished work in you has already happened. It's just you, the process of it, of God using you and you allowing God to continuously cleanse you, mm -hmm. you know, from the inside out. I take the mental image of a, a car that you see on the side of the road with like the weeds growing through the engine. <laughs> yeah. It's like three different colors, rusted, <laughs> rag in a gas cap, no windows. A beehive in the, the glove box, you know, and, and God sees that and he pulls it aside into his garage and he doesn't look at it as the work that it's going to take to restore it. He already sees it in his mind as the restored work. Like, you know, when you have a vision or a goal, you see the end of it. You see what you're looking for so you can, you know what to aim for. And so he sees this, whatever fancy got 1963 <laughs> Shelby, you know, he right. sees this car. <laughs> with this, this V8 engine in it, and he sees it polished chrome. He doesn't see any oil drips. He doesn't see any crud. He doesn't see any <laughs> rust. He sees it fully restored in better shape than when they first created it, right? Uh. And our problem is, is we have a hard time seeing it from his perspective. And so I'm thinking, Lord, how are you going to get in that glove box? Them bees are going to get you. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, and how are you going to work on this frame? This frame is bent. You need a new frame. You can't just work with this frame. You can't mm -hmm. just make this. And we're trying to limit God based off of our understanding. And I was uh, like, oh, are you kidding me? I made this frame. Right. It's nothing for me to fix it. It's nothing for me to buff that hood. You just have to let me. Right. And, and when I die, I'm not going to be that fully restored car. The moment of my death, I'm not that restored car that God sees. Mm -hmm. But the moment right after I am right? That moment right after that, I am fully restored because now I have no longer have the burden of this flesh. 
But until then, he is faithful to, to finish what he has started. Come that on. doesn't mean in this exact lifetime, but I will be a complete car. I will be that complete, <laughs> you know, that will be that right. wonderful vehicle. And we need not to get hung up on the process that if I find out that I have cancer tomorrow and I'm, I have like two days to live, I can't be hung up on the fact that I'm not a solid color. I can't be hung up that I have no windows or that or a spring coming through the sea. I can't be hung up on that because right. I know that I am in God's garage, right? I know that I am his and that I am destined to be more than what I am. And it's okay. Those two days are going to be great right. because I know who we're at. I know where I'm going. I know who I have now. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. And like you were talking with the car, a lot of people, when they see a car that's restored and they, they love it and they look at it and say, wow, that's, that's awesome. And sometimes people that are newly saved. They see like pastors or whatever and they think, Wow, you know, look look at how life God has blessed them, and He's a pastor, and all those things, and that you're like, wow, I don't know if I'll ever get there. But mm. you don't know the process it took oh, yeah. for that car to be restored. You don't know the process of what it took for a pastor to go from a layman to a pastor. You know, you're always looking at. It's like everybody wants this microwave Christianity. Boop boop boop. I'm saved. Boop mm. boop boop. I'm free. Boop boop boop. I'm delivered. Boop, all those types of things, but you don't realize. What, you know, what's better, a microwaved roast beef or one that's been simmering in a stove and you can smell the Lipton onion soup and all the earth? You open up the door of your of somebody's house. It's like a, I can remember my mom. She used to put Lipton onion soup in a roast beef with water and then she put it in the oven and it would just marinate and it would just cook all day for hours and hours. And when you opened the door, it permeated the whole house. Ooh. That's like the anointing of God. Mm. When you go through the process, you know, and it takes time, but it's worth it. And then everyone will say, look at you. You might, you know, like somebody said to Peter one time, it says, his, just his shadow was Ooh. able to heal people. Yeah. When people know, they don't know the process that you went through, but know this, Christianity is not a microwave thing. And I would love to just have someone say, I, I don't know what you went through, but I just love the smile that you have. I could just tell that you're different. How are you different? Ooh. Well, let me tell you why. Because my remember my mom with the pot roast thing, and I says, when I love that smell, I says, all you're seeing is the love of Jesus. And he, I went through the process of many things, and I just know that God's delivered me. God set me free. And if he can do it for me, and he's not partaker of any person's, he can do it for you. Mm -hmm. you know? Amen. Amen. It made my mouth water on that. Yeah. I know. I was just thinking about my, unfortunately, my, yeah. Slobber yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, my mom passed away at the age of 57. Yeah, I'm 57. sorry to hear that. Yeah, my dad was 50 and my mom was 57. I'll be 62 in April, so I've outlived them all through the grace of God, you know, mm -hmm. and the mercies of God. And it's something, yeah, I, I brought that up with the, her pot roast was just something else, you know. But I just, like I said, in life, and it, it's not an overnight thing. Yes, you can be delivered overnight. God could say, you know, touch you with the cigarettes or the alcohol or, or the pornography or all those other things. God can do it. But no, don't give up. Don't give up. A righteous man falls many times, but he gets back up. Mm -hmm. And that's what God works with, those that can get back up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I think they, uh, you should have been interviewed today. <laughs> I just have my little anecdotes, yeah. things that remind me of it, my girlfriend. I thank God for both you and mm -hmm. allowing me to share just a little bit of what God's done. I hope out there that uh, you're encouraged by this. 
And like I said, I didn't grow up in a church or anything. I really didn't get saved until I was 30 years old. Uh-huh. Somebody stuck a gospel track in my toolbox. And while I was working down a city county building, the room is locked and we all go to lunch because we have all our tools and everything. And we come back from lunch and there was a gospel track in my toolbox. None of the people I worked with were saved. I looked at it and understand it. On the back, I had a sinner's prayer. And I just read the little thing in there and I didn't really understand it. And I'll forget, two weeks later, I go out to a job out in Swickley. I go to a payphone. That's back when I had payphones. And I go to the payphone. There's the exact same gospel track at this payphone. And at this time, I took it, I read it, and I did a sinner's prayer. And I could go on to where he went for me from there, but I know we're going to shorten this broadcast. That'll be part two down the road. Perfect. <laughs> I like God. Yeah, amen. <laughs> so praise God. Amen. Thank you. I praise God for him. From a gospel track to a world champion. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of obstacles in the way with health. Yeah, with you health, know, your, yes. your parents died very young, relatively yes. speaking, in, in my opinion. Yeah. That's in the 50s, it's is very young. Yes. And how old were you when you had the, the sepsis from the diver? I was 51. So at, by all rights, you should have been dead in your 50s as well. And by all rights, I should be dead at two years old. I was hit by a dump truck on my tricycle at two years old. Oh, my goodness. And fortunately, it was tall enough, the dump truck, that it went over me when it knocked me off the bike. Now God That's has been with you from so like since <laughs> yeah. the womb. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He said he formed us. You know, he knew us uh, when I was in my mother's womb. So. Praise God. I love that. <laughs> Me too. I got so God is just and everybody understands. Everybody has a story. Yes. Everybody has a testimony. Yeah, we have unlimited unlimited content at our church. I was just need yeah. to book everybody. Yeah. Well, technically, we have like 8 billion people we could interview, so I don't think we'll ever run out. <laughs> right. I'm not limiting it to the church people, but the relationships, yes. I get to know them. I say, oh, you have to share that, and people need to hear that, mm-hmm. and God's just lining everything up. We don't have our own studio yet, so I kept booking every all the uh, scheduling all the recordings, and I knew that God would work out the how, because sometimes we can't always go to people's houses and, you know, nobody can come to our house because we have noisy dogs. So I kept scheduling everything as if I had a place. And now we got permission from two separate churches wow. that are letting us, you know, use spaces there. And it's just such a blessing that it's just cool to see God show up. You know, just you got to be faithful and take those steps. I think you're just waiting to listen to a podcast to make sure we weren't speaking nonsense before they would say, yeah, they can use our space. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know, playing it safe. If you're going to attach our name, our our building, and and you're going to interview people here, that you're not going to be sacrificing chickens, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And that's like, we might make food and use chickens, but no, no sacrificing. Oh, my God. Jesus is all the sacrifice we need. I've been to many churches. I even, I didn't even talk about I, my wife and I pastored a church mm-hmm. at one time, and uh, we did we, yeah. Yeah, we did prison ministry for over 20 years. Yeah. I said, there's so much to our story, I didn't yeah. want to, I oh, just want to give you a, a little nugget, you know, you have to come back. Like a, like a drug dealer, the first taste yeah. is free. I got yeah. it. <laughs> see what right. you learned in construction. Yeah, exactly, right. But yeah. taste and see, it is good. Yes, yes. It is. And it's such yes. an adventure with God, because you don't know what's going to come ahead, but you know it's going to be good. Yes. And how he works all the details together yes. and mm-hmm. intertwines people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, knowing the same people and getting connected. 
I thank God for my wife. I just, she was sharing about Pastor Rick. You know, it was funny. I just shared this quick thing. When we were dating, she wasn't in a great neighborhood at the time we were dating. And uh, I went to visit her, and uh, they come out, and they threw snowballs at us and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then one night I come out, and they stole my truck. They stole my tools. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't even go home, you know. And, I was, and I, a lot of times when I left her apartment, I, I was afraid because I had to go around the corner to get to my truck. You never knew it was waiting around the corner. But with God, you don't have to worry about the corner. And when they stole my truck and I stole my tools and I had to stay overnight. And I'll forget, Pastor Rick came in the church van the next day to pick me up. And the first thing Pastor Rick said to me, did you pass the test? You know? <laughs> so, I mean, there's just so much things that God has done in our life. And I do, once again, I want to thank both of you. I want to thank, uh, first of all, the Lord and the Holy Spirit, because uh, without Him, I, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. And I want to also thank my lovely wife, because she's been beside me in every step of the way, mm -hmm. through all the long drive tournaments, through all the driving and all those types of things. And you know, not having any money. And I mean, I could tell you things that you would not believe, you know, uh, being wheeled out of churches and wheelchairs under the Spirit of God. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear uh, more. That's part two. <laughs> <laughs> Come back next time. Yeah. Oh, this is great. If you'll have me back. I Absolutely. Hey. Yeah, we would love to. Yeah, yeah this is Oh, yeah, great. We'll bring, I'll bring her along. Yeah, and yeah. We'll, we'll have another microphone, and then we can have you both on at the same time. Okay. It seems like we can't actually keep you apart, so, yeah, yeah. She, she's going to have to come. Yeah. yeah, two shall become one flesh, you know, so that's what I just thank God for. Amen. Thank you so much for coming and recording with us and sharing your authentic self and your experiences so it can be a blessing to others. I, I appreciate yeah. you guys. And if this episode or any of these episodes have been a blessing to you, we encourage you to share them with others so they can continue the blessings. And then also, if you'd want to help us with our little ministry, we have a fundraising campaign in the GiveSendGo.com account called God's Goodness Podcast. And if you'd like to help us out with the cost of editing the audio for the podcast, that would be amazing. And we would love the help and prayers also are welcome. So thank you so much for taking the time out and listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.